Welcome to the Yav Podcast with Kelsey on Cell Sharab Radio. Welcome to Snow Capping, a special edition of the Av Podcast. This is where we recap every episode of Snowfall, the last season right now, which is um, right now we're going through episode five, which is called Ebony and Ivory. You know, riding Shaka with me for the remainder of this this uh, this series. My South Shariah family member, Kevin W., who's been a big fan. We was on the last episode. And Kevin, what you I mean, we'll get right into it, though. What what, what were your thoughts on, on episode five? I got to say this, the pacing was different, not as much violence. You know, it was actually a pretty quiet episode, but it was like an eerily quiet episode mm. on all sides. I'd say on a scale of one to 10, especially the way it built to that crescendo, I'd say a solid seven point. I give it like an eight, an eight. Just because of all the subtle nuances and everything that went along with it, it was it was damn good. What do you what do you think? What'd you give it? No, nah, I mean for one, I I think just for starters, I think Leon coming back to take over the hood is is unfortunate. I mean, because basically he, he he basically reversed Africa. That's basically what he did, right? Like the the man had a had a chance to get out. He you know he could have made it made a new life with his with his uh, with his new wife, and he should have listened to Wanda. You know, and you can see again, you know, we mentioned this in the last episode. She's having a hard time coming back, you know, to the hood. And you can see her struggles with it. Just the violence, the drugs, all that is is it's right at the surface for her. But you know, she's dropping jewels, but you know, but because of her past, ain't nobody listening to her. Outside of Leon and Sissy, right? But I, I mean that's that's the problem though, right? And re- like and this is a reflection of real life. You stay you know, you stay in the environment long enough, you start to become the environment again. It's kind of like, you know, when you go on vacation and you just get that renewed sense of life and you just feel good and you want to tackle everything that's that's coming your way and attack all your goals. And and then like four weeks sets in and the bills come in and then you're just like, oh, God, I need another vacation. You know, and you just and you just right back into your element like nothing. You know, that's for that's I would say that's every pretty much everybody. And you have to fight against that, right? In order for you to fight against the environment that you took a break from. But in his case, he went right back. I mean, it's the same kind of shit. It's just he went right back to what he what he what he was used to. And at first, he came with noble intentions. That's a sad thing. He came with noble intentions, but he went right back. The politician. <laughs> you know, there goes I mean? my career in politics. Anyway, go ahead, Cal. <laughs> No, but I mean, I mean, overall, I, I thought it was another solid episode. But I, I, but I think more than that, similar to what you're saying, I, I like the different storylines. You know what I mean? Like, I just like the different storylines that was embedded throughout the throughout the episode. It kind of reminds me of like '90s hip hop, different styles and angles, but it just leads you down the common road. You know what I mean? Yeah. It it's sad, especially for Leon and Wanda, because it it was so happy and Africa was so colorful. But you realize, like, when they're back in the hood. Everything is just dark, and like, uh, what's it? It was Dion, right? Was it Dion? Yeah. Dion wanted it to stay dark. Didn't even want to shine light in the neighborhood, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's it's that perfect Godfather three line. Every time, every time I think I'm out, <laughs> they pull me back in. Mm-hmm. 
and that's just because of the environment, 110%. Happy-go-lucky Leon's now turned into, like, you B-A-N's, y'all ain't nothing, y'all ain't that, you know what I mean? And he was just on a flight, like, I don't even think he unpacked his suitcase, and he was talking about bringing people together in unity and everything, but as soon as he got back, it's just like, y'all ain't S, y'all ain't this, y'all ain't that, like... Well, it's I mean, well, I mean, it took some time, right? But you can see it, it started picking away at the happiness. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can see it. It started picking away at the happiness, right? And that's what kind of happens with, the, with that kind of environment. It'll start to chip away at you, and then you go right back to being who you are. At least he tried to fight against it, but again, noble reasoning, right? Like, it wasn't like he wanted to come back in the game. He just he just didn't want the, the street lights to get shot out. He wanted brightness and, you know, community and stuff, and fought against that but now he's it seems like yo he's gonna go right back oh the irony is this is this is the drug game we're talking about and he's a huge player in 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 that same project complex right right <laughs> <laughs> but but he tried like i said again he tried to get out he tried how, he tried. Do, we, how do we identify with these people how do we identify with these characters calvin it's called good writing bro it's called we're rooting for murderers with with pom poms and, and little triangles, man. Like, how are we doing this? Pause, pause, pause with the pom poms. I, uh, <laughs> I <laughs> but, no, but but honestly, I mean, it's it's good story writing. That, that's why, right? And when when yeah. you when you can root for the for the you know the anti hero, I mean, that's good writing. Think about it. Like between V and and her mom working Teddy's father, Leon taking the hood back. The KGB agent and Teddy playing a real life game of of silent Marco Polo, and Uncle Jerome <laughs> just becoming reflective in his position in the game after after that talk with Dion. Like it, it kept you entertained. Definitely kept you interested. I don't know what to rank it, but you know, it was it was you know it's it's, it's consistent to what the season's been so far. Yeah, that's sad though, man. That actually, you know, that's one thing I, I gotta say. Sorry, just before I. I rant. I rant ahead. A scale of one to ten. Oh, I'm not sure. That's what I said. I just said I'm not. I'm not sure what to rate it as, but I just think it's been consistent with the with the rest of the season so far. Okay, the 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 part like they a lot of different characters. No matter who's involved, they all had these like reflections. And one thing about the about the reflections that everybody was having, it just seemed like there was a lot of remorse, and it's like damn i'm in too deep and things have changed and you can't go back like it's gone to the point where jerome couldn't go, even go by his homeboy's place to get his car fixed anymore because clyde didn't want him around mm -hmm. you know and they were just reminiscing about stuff and then like um the cia agent's father teddy's father and he was talking to um V's mom was talking to, to to Teddy's dad, and she was having like reflections on her life and how she wished she would have, be, you know, been a been a better parent for her daughter, kind right. of thing. When the daughter was eavesdropping, and then like Sissy was talking to Franklin, and they were like, you know, having reflections on the decisions that they've made. Like everyone's been like taking inventory for their actions and everything, and mm -hmm. it just seemed like everyone's just like, yo, this this all sucks. But we just got to keep going forward and doing what we do. And the sad part is, people, we we still know this. Not everyone's making it to the end credits. And I mean, and as the season goes along, it's I mean, it's it's gonna happen, right? That's definitely gonna happen. Where you you know that the, the I mean, the season's ten episodes long. Each season is ten episodes long. 
We're have about halfway through, so that's gonna start happening. It's definitely gonna start happening. Four hours left, man. Four hours left, and like I don't know. It you know Dion has to come back. You know that the CIA agent and the and the KGB are you know that has to come to a head. You know that you know that Jerome and Louis and Franklin something's got to give there, and that's gonna be sad. Like. I don't know, man. And there's some pretty good foreshadowing in there, but what what was your standout moment? Well, the standout moment to me was the end, but we'll we'll get to that, you know, a little bit uh, in a few minutes, I should say. Well, you know what? I got a question to ask you, though. I want to try to focus each episode uh, that we're doing at least on one character. At least I have a question at least on one character. Maybe not a segment, but just a question on one character. But um, and I, and I think you have to talk about both of them because we've been talking about Louis and Uncle Jerome. Is Louis good for Uncle Jerome? <laughs> <laughs> this is what is this International Women's Month Recognition <laughs> Month? Are you asking me a question <laughs> like that? Hot coals, Calvin. I'm just gonna slide off. Go ahead. You tell me, Calvin. What are your thoughts? No, but real, real talk though. Like, what do you, do you think? What do you think? Like, do you think she's good for him? And uh, the reason why I'm asking this is because I'm I'm saying yes and no personally. But the reason why I'm saying this is because yes, they go good together. They're they're they fit. It's, it's a natural fit between the two of them in that in that aspect. The reason why I, I ask if um if excuse me if they're if they're a good fit because. She has bigger ambitions in the game than he does. And from the beginning, like, you could see he was satisfied with what he had. You know what I mean? And he wanted nothing to do with the game when it was presented to him by Franklin, right? Like, what do you think about it? But she was the one that kind of helped push him over the edge, especially when, you know, Franklin sold her what, what, what it's about. You know, and I think for her, she always represented as somebody who was always underneath somebody else. You know, and I think she wanted to, and she wants to flip that narrative, you know, to be a boss or or equal to a boss, which is fine. And I think Jerome was more than okay with it. But as the season continues, you can see, and even towards the end of last season too, you can see that she wants it all at any cost. You know, even if it means to murder family. And and I get the thing is, I get it from her perspective. I get it, but. You can see there's there's a change there. There's a philo- there's there's becoming a philosophical change, and it's to your point that you mentioned before that, you know now got now people are starting to realize like they're in too deep now. But I don't think she I don't think she realizes that or she doesn't care. I think he cares. I don't think she does. So that's why I'm asking you. It, like, do you think she's good for him? It does. It does seem like it's taking a toll on Jerome, and she is just full speed ahead. Right now, you're right because she has clip clop horses, and Jerome just wants to like, you know. Remember when Jerome threw up throughout the pager? Right. Right. When he was drinking. Yeah. Significant. That's 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 a significant point, right? Yeah. Where he's just like, I don't even want to be bothered with this. You know, like just I'm done. She, meanwhile, is just like we could have. Remember, she said we could have. We could have ended it right there. We could have had Franklin too. When, right. when, 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 uh, when the hit went bad, like Franklin was there with the with the dirty cop. She's like, we we could have we could have ended it right there. It's like, yo, that's his family. <laughs> and yes, he pulled a gun on. Yeah, you know, far for me to justify what 
you know, but that's not her family, but she doesn't care. So you're right. Is she good for him? <clears throat> um, happy International Women's Month, Calvin. She is a strong, supportive woman. She is a ride or die. She is. Um, ride her horse and Franklin must die. Ride or die kind of thing, right? <laughs> but uh, let's just say, it's, as the millennials would say, it's a toxic relationship. <clears throat> right. Phew, safe. <laughs> thanks. For, Next question. Thanks for not being scared at that moment. That was great. As I like how you did that. That was that was awesome. Smooth landing. Smooth <laughs> landing. Smooth as a cactus. But I, but I mean, you know, again, like you know, and I, like I said, I, and I asked this just from watching this episode and watching it again. Actually, it's you can see Jerome is struggling with the extent of it now, because now it's costing like relationships. You know what I mean? It's not just family at this point, right? And you can see after that conversation with Dion, and he knows now. I think it really hits home that the next generation does not care, and he's becoming part of the past, and. How long does he want to hold on to that? And how long is, is does Louis deal with that? Because she's very much in that life right now. You know what I mean? And I think she's ready to knock off whoever she needs to, to, to retain the status that, you know, that the newfound status that Franklin currently had or that he previously had, right? And I think yeah. it's going to be an interesting dynamic to see, you know, like what or how she reacts, you know, to how he may change. You know what I mean? Because I think he's, he's going to. And that's the thing, like, you know, relationships, that, that's what happens sometimes, right? With relationships, it's the dynamics flip a little bit in terms of, you know, people may want different things now. How does this affect this while you're, you're in the middle of a war? It's intriguing, you know what I mean? But I do ask that because it kind of reflects the last episode, but really and truly the last few years, she's the brains. He's the brawn. Like, she, right. like she's, she's actually the boss between the two of them. But, you know, he but, you know, he's he's a man's man and, you know, he's, he does what he has to do. But she's the boss. Like, she's the brains. She's she, she's the one that's got the plan. Like, he'll execute it. You know what I mean? In the name of his wife, in the name of love, in the name of family. But but she's the brains. She's the brains. He's the brawn. Right. right? He'll he'll stand up for her. He'll insulate her because even when Dion was calling her, he called her the B word. Right. You know, she's like, excuse me? Because actually, um, Wanda and Louie were both called B-words by, you know, by by other people in the room. And Leon stood up for, you know, Leon stood up for Wanda, right? right. Against that guy that was just talking some ish. Like, you went to Africa, you came back with, you you, you, you might have cracked a B, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then the same thing with Louie. Where Dion was like, or is it because yo B got you so and so? And she's like, excuse me. And he's like, all right, I got this, I got this, all right. And he poured a he poured that glass, and they had that moment. Um, game is thirsty, man, and the game doesn't stop. So I guess she realizes it, and people got to die for her to stay on top. It's like Game of Thrones, man, with Cersei. Power is <laughs> power is dangerous, mm -hmm. you know. Once you get a taste of it, it's unquenchable thirst. But but you can see like because even in that moment, you know, to meet up, you know, to go to the second episode to to meet with with Franklin in the in the in, in the in the breakfast diner, like you can see there's still there's still something there. You know what I mean? Even though even though it went sideways and you know he was a big part of it, but you know what I'm saying like there's at least like he still at least has a willingness to at least try to squash it. 
where she's not trying to she's not trying to squash it. Steven, in the midst of getting a gun pulled on him, just like he pulled a gun on Louis, you know, I think he's at the point where it's like you could you can start to see like his position in the game. It's like he's he's truly questioning it now, which, again, you know, to, to art and imitate life, you, I, you, you totally understand in that position. Right. You totally yeah. get it. I remember the good times, man. I remember like a couple seasons ago when things were rolling at a fever pitch. Everyone was happy, Everybody's you know, making money. Everyone was happy and everyone was at the top of their game, but now things have gone sideways and like not just them, but Calvin. Can we talk about Dark Franklin for a minute? Oh man. Well we let's go go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I was just rooting for him, but then I just took inventory and I'm like, yikes, Cal like Calvin. Dark Franklin has pulled guns on everybody in his family. Sorry, everyone that's that's been a part of him in the game. Yeah, and then uh, the Uno reverse card that he pulled on on Teddy's dad, like Dark Franklin does not care, and he is diabol like diabolically intric intricate with that, with everything that he does. Like that speech that he gave at the end before he burned the spoiler alert before he uh, lit let's call it lit the fireplace in the last episode. Whew. And, you know? and and that's the thing, right? Like, is he is he becoming is he becoming less Stringer Bell and more Michael Corleone at this point? Because I mean, to have his his fiance and essentially his mother in law set up the father to make him feel real comfortable, and he come in, you know, from you know on a private jet, you know, the, all the way down to Kansas City, and make sure he calls Teddy from the guy, you know, from the house that they have. It's, I don't even know if you want to go. It's not an Airbnb, but. <laughs> you know, like whatever place they rented from at the time, for him to do that, is it is is he more Corleone or or Bell? It's interesting. That is that is Godfather to uh, Michael Corleone. That is that is intricate. That is that is that is diabolical, man. And like the foreshadowing, which we didn't realize, but remember when um, when the mom goes after she kissed him. And then Franklin comes in and he's like, she goes, I guess our time has come to a close. Mm. Yikes, man. Yikes. And then the father's like, and then the father's like, oh, you kind of remind me of my son. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, yikes. And, Maybe. And let's, yeah. take, and let's take it a step further, Kevin. An eye for an eye. Some people forgot about that. And I almost felt bad for Franklin Calvin, but you're absolutely right. I'm like, wait a minute, Cuba. I so just, I just thought of that just now. <laughs> I'm like, yo, Teddy did this first. You know what I mean? What, he started it. The, in the illustrious words of uh, of Albert Johnson, um, as time goes by, an eye for an eye, we end this together, son. Your beef is mine. As long as the sun shines to light up the sky. <laughs> Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, 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 I was like, yo. I was like, Franklin, you went too far. But I'm like, wait a minute. He murked your dad down in Cuba. Right. So, man. Scores 1-1. One, one. Yeah, but. Well, 2-1 because he also took his money. That too. 
And for what's what's funny is Teddy tried playing poker with him. You know, re- realize once once Teddy knew that it was Franklin. Hey, how's it going? Mm-hmm. Huh? What's going on, buddy? How how can I help? I'm like, yo, you <laughs> he's not, you made it clear that you all are not friends anymore. And then he Franklin was stoic until it came to the topic of his money. Then he was all business. Mm-hmm. And once he said wrong answer, I was like, I thought he was, might be like. He might try and torture him, whatever. Not, don't even bother. Didn't even bother. He didn't, just went. Yeah, he, he didn't. He didn't you, that's a, that's a crazy part. Not to cut you out, but it's, what's crazy is that usually in those scenes, maybe he would beat the father down, and then like uh, Teddy would have to hear it and be like, "Oh my gosh, okay, leave my dad alone." Da 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 da. But he was like, "No, no, no, no." Like one hit or quit it. That was it. Yeah, the father that he says he didn't give an he didn't give an s about right. He that he didn't care about. But but, but, but like, you know he didn't because you know that wasn't true because obviously the reason why he's even in this business is because he wants to he wants to retrace the footsteps of his father, right? So that's the bluff number one to your point, and then number two, he eliminated his own bluff when he was like, okay, let me just speak to him, let me just see how he's doing. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's, like that's when you that's when that's when I knew too. He's like, I don't give a care about that man. But what do you what are they going to think when you murder the CIA CIA agent's father? I'm like, hmm. If you didn't care, why would you care? Ah, mm-hmm. oh, man, let it just, was. Let me just talk to him. Let me just talk to him for a second. Yeah, let me just hear him, and then it's like, man, Calvin, it it wasn't the most gruesome scene, but that was painful to watch, man. That was painful to watch. That was. <sighs> and there's no going back for anybody, right? Like, no. like you're so you're so deep in this. It's like we've all crossed far- the line, Kevin. We've all yeah. crossed the line now. Yeah, yeah. Now it's just like how do de- it's like it's like reality TV kind of thing. Like how degenerate can you get? Like how low can you stoop? So bring it on. And 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 I think you know it's funny. I think he's still in the same room with Stringer Bell. Um, it's it's kind of a Michael Corleone move. The only difference is Michael Corleone would have somebody else do this. He wouldn't have got his hands dirty. But then again, if Michael Corleone lost $73 million, he probably would do this. Didn't he lose something similar with Immobiliari? Mm, true, right. But that was the church. Right. Now, anyway, I already, I already ruined my career in politics. Let me not <laughs> anger the church with anything. It's a fictional movie, and I'm not saying anything. Let us pray. Um, right. But- oh, and at this time, I should probably say that... Um, in no way, shape, or form do we promote or partake or or, or condone <laughs> violence in any way, shape, or form. Glory be to Jesus. Okay, um, that that was safe, right? That was good. We got that out the way, right? That, that was the disclaimer was good. Okay. Um, but the person I, you're trying to reach is no longer available. <laughs> Please hang up and try your call again. <laughs> <laughs> but but honestly, like I I, I think it it. Um, it does take the show to a next level now because now that he's done this, I mean, you knew he was serious before, but it's next level to do this in front of your fiance and, and your mother-in-law, essentially. Because I mean, you got to think, like, he's kept that violence, the, the violent part of himself away from V this entire time. Other than him having his outburst about losing his money and that, that kind of stuff, and, you know, she can see that, the monster in him from there, but he's kept her away from the violence. He's kept a shelter from that. So the fact that he did that in front of her, in front of his pregnant fiance, the fact that he did it in front of her and didn't flinch, because you can see her face. Like, she looks shook. 
Like they both horrified. were shook, but she was horrified. She was oh. completely horrified by that. And I mean, that's where you're starting to see like the like he's getting the letting the pressure get to him. He's letting his the emotions kind of divert from the plan. That's the thing. He keeps getting so mad that he keeps flipping out wherever the money's not right in his hand. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course, Teddy's not going to be able to you know, transfer that money in that phone call. Like, you know, that's not going to happen. You know what I mean? Even if even if you could do it that fast, it's not going to be that fast. You know that. He knew I that understand. Too. I understand. But to be fair, Teddy did make his money vanish quicker than <laughs> quicker well, that, than that, that phone well, call. Well, that that's true, too. <laughs> so it's really like yeah he overnight basically right and it's not even like he was willing to cooperate or he he steadfast was like no and it, even if i wanted to it wouldn't happen like even if i wanted to kind of thing like that doesn't sound like you're trying to cooperate with me right so yeah but listen we're we're watching you know, a fictional amount of seventy three seventy three million dollars or whatever like that disappear from from nineteen from a nineteen eighties bank account. Uh, in the heat of the moment, you won't be able to tell Franklin a damn. You wouldn't be able to tell anybody a damn thing, right? So, no, that's not the answer that he wanted. You do not. The most dangerous man is the man that has nothing to lose. And right now, what does he have left? Like he has V and his mom. And he's not even that like he's not close to V's mom, but it seems like V's mom has been through some, been through some stuff. Oh no, she's she's definitely got a past. Oh, one of those we don't want to talk about my past kind of past. Yeah, right. right. The only two people he has left are his mom and uh, which call it, his mom and his mom and V. That's it. And Everybody his, else and is his, and his newborn baby that's to come. Uh, does Teddy know about that? No, no, there's no way he would know that. Oh, actually, you know what? I I shouldn't say that because I I don't quite remember the last couple episodes if he if he if he knows about it or not. She yeah. may, he may not have known by that point. Then I could get it anyway. Let's let's not. You know. But let's just say that there's been too little violence in episode five. So, you know, <laughs> which which we're okay with because we don't promote or or partake or condone violence in any way, shape, or form. Why is it so quiet in here? <laughs> I um, <laughs> but I mean, but I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, the mother's got a plan. Obviously, they have a plan, but he's off kilter right now. Like, it's it's like he's kind of like Jordan in 1990, like when Phil Jackson got there. He may have Phil Jackson behind him, but he's like, yo, f the triangle, man, give me the ball. You know, like <laughs> he ain't seeing the play. He don't he don't want to see it develop. He's like, give me my shot. I'm going to shoot my shot. Where's my money? Right now, listen, I mean, I, I think a lot of people are fans of Franklin, but at this point, you know, throughout the series, but I think at this point, he's got to be more magic and less Michael. Uh, I see your point, and I raise you that he might more be, he might be more like Jordan with the Wizards. Past your prime. think you still have all the clout that you have. Want to call your own shot, but the game is changing, and you're not getting the same amount of respect that you used to at your peak when you were running rough shot over the league. Different, but you but you know what though? And on the flip side, where does this leave Teddy now? Because 
think about this. Because of his decisions, you've now lost two family members. You've lost your father now. You know, you lost your brother earlier. You know what I mean? Because of the decisions he's making with his career. And now you have this agent from the KGB trying to bring him down. It's like it's like he's prepared for this life, Kevin, but like in some ways, I think he feels like he plays this like it's a, this is a game. And this is just chess pieces moving across the board. Even though he's been through some shit, it's like chess pieces to him moving across the board until it comes back in his face where it touches his family. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, like you could see it's it's almost like as much as he's been through, he's, there's still a bit of like that naive, gullible face to him still. Where it's like, wow, this actually happened. You know, when somebody makes a chess move and it it wasn't the right move, they just like they get mad, or it's like, you know, I can't believe I made that mistake. But he has that look, like I can't believe that happened. I can't believe like Frank, what like Franklin actually showed up to my father's house. Like that's the reaction that he has. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh my gosh, he killed my father, and you know, also is pulling the phone away from him because he's in such shock. You see what I'm saying? Like it's it's like he's it's like he's trying to play this game, but he's playing it like a game. It's he's like he's not realizing the real life repercussions of this. You're right, and it's you know what? It is literally we're watching every character, or sorry, most of our favorite character, most of the core characters, be at some of their loneliest points. Mm-hmm. Like, just think about it. Like everybody's like. They they used to they they all used to be working so close together, and now it's just like everybody's just on their own, and it's like as lonely as Teddy is. Uh, what's his name? Gustavo. Gustavo feels that way. Yep. Just as lonely, man. Because mm-hmm. his wife's like, oh, not, she she was fine when the money was there, but now she's like, now I got to think about me and the you know it's about me and the kids. It's like I was just trying to protect you. It was like, well, whatever, leave us alone, you know. <laughs> like, all right, fine. And then, like, yeah, Jerome, Jerome. he's lonely. Yep. Franklin. Drinking Crown Royal on the on the street. Franklin, you know? Franklin's lonely. Franklin's lonely and snapping. It's Leon and Wanda, but you know that Wanda is She's lonely. Yeah. Sissy's lonely. It's a good you know? It's a good point. Every every character is really like they were all so close and it was, you know. Two seasons ago, they were all split. You know, they were all sharing barbecue together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And now everybody's just going about their biz. And it's like, it's it's ruthless. It's like, okay, somebody, somebody, somebody's got to go. But it damn sure won't be me. And if I am going, I'm taking somebody that, that you love with you. Well, sorry, with me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's wild. It, it, you know, that's, but that's part of the game, right? Eventually, it fractures all. It's crazy to say, but it fractures all eventually, right? Yeah. Well, to 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 wrap up, what's your predictions? Actually, before we wrap up, you know, I know you we had spoken offline about about um, naming an MVP for each series. So for you, for for you, who was your MVP? That well, my MVP of the episode, I can't give it to Franklin. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was too cold. I can't. Um. I'll give it to Clyde. Clyde, okay. Give it to Clyde. Because Clyde made his choice. To, I don't know if we were introduced to Clyde prior. Were, was he in any of any episodes before? I, I, I don't remember, to be honest with you. Clyde 
kind of took inventory of the dark cloud that was around Jerome. Uh, he very politely, you said like, yeah, we're kind of backed up, but Jerome insisted on sticking around. All right, cool. Got anything to drink? Sure. I got some stuff for you. They reminisced a little bit, but then he kept, he, he saw that there was something dark around Jerome and he saw that car circling by two times and then he even stopped Jerome from going out to like bring his, you know, making his his garage one of those dark spots or you know another right. just another crime scene on Jerome's like dark cloud path. So I'll give it to Clyde. He has three kids. I got kids to go home to, and he's just like you know he, he didn't even want the money. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. I give it to Clyde. Because he could have easily just Mario Kart bumped him with uh, with that with that gray cloud and brought him down, but he just uh, he just decided to steer clear of it. I'll be honest, um, my MVP is V's mom. I liked how she handled the episode. Oof. Like just luring, you know, like Teddy's father, and she like she completed the mission. You know what I mean? And then she had some real moments when she talked about motherhood. She talked about how, you know, like she wasn't a good mom basically you know and then by the time she she realized what kind of mother she was and how she could change it was way too late you know i like that vulnerability i like that she completed the mission but there was a vulnerability attached and then of course you know when the guy that you were kind of having that connection with even though you're completing that mission gets murdered in front of you and your daughter you know like she also had that very real horrific feeling moment too so I would say maybe for her, she was probably my MVP of the, of the show. Woman that this episode. Wait, wait. The woman that uh, deceived a senior citizen with a heart condition. Yep. And then duped him into leaving the, the the care facility. Yep. And then keeping said senior citizen with a heart condition, started dancing him to some little Richard to get his heart racing. Yep. Then then kissed him before he was. Stabbed in his neck. What are you trying to say, out. Kevin? What are you trying to say? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I'm a good that's, person, okay? I'm a good person. She's an MVP. She's my MVP, okay? Got some interesting MVP <laughs> criteria here. Are we on the same ballot? Are we on the same vote? Do they carry the same weight? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> predictions predictions like what what are, what are your predictions for the next episode uh it's been too it's been too quiet Making and i me think you like trash but go on go on that's why we're friends but i think it's part like i think there's another layer of the onion that needs to be peeled and uh i think there's some element of revenge in the next episode some element of revenge um, I, I think to your point, I feel like Leon has, he, he's got to prepare for what's coming. I, I think either with the neighborhood or with Dion coming back, something's going down. You know, you know, to your point for the last episode, in the last episode, you, you can't just kick the guy off the top of the hill and don't expect more, more hands and feet to be climbing. Right, like you, you can't you can't expect to jump on the top of the hill and not, and not expect more people to come for that for that crown. Yeah, and that guy, that guy also said it. Do you think there's a shortage of people that want to take the throne in this? You know what I mean? Right. They want to they want to take the throne in this neighborhood. So, 
I think it, it could be it could be Dion related. It could be Louis related. Uh, something to do with with with, with that horse. Imagine that if there's another Godfather reference mm. there, right? That'd be um, something to do with the stable. Um, maybe the I don't know. Maybe that dirty cop finally, like you know what I mean. He gets in too deep, but there's something, man. There's something. Somebody's gonna be, get caught. Someone's gonna be caught slipping, isolated. But the fact that Franklin threw out that threat that he knows his he knows Teddy's daughter, uh, Teddy's kid's name. I know. And his, it was his, his ex-wife his or something yeah, like that? ex-wife, mother of his child, yeah. Yeah, like he has inventory of all that. Like, you know, I don't know. I don't know yet, and I don't want to know too soon, but damn it, I can't wait to watch. Do, do you feel in that sense he showed his card a little too Who? fast? Who? By mentioning that he, that he has his other family members that um, info on them? think he's it's a it's a drunken high really don't you think like yeah. i did this and i can do that you know what i mean mm -hmm. it is possible um you're right you're right he did he did definitely play he did he did let him know like they was holding a, a, a pickup for you know one of his second to last cards but ideally i mean you keep that quiet and then you make your move at the end kind of thing, but Teddy would have thought about that too. If he can get to my dad, he could probably get yeah, to my like, I, the agent. Right. That's true. And and I guess the last thing too is you you trust V's mom? Do you think she's still staying in Franklin's corner after after what she's been witnessing lately? Especially this last episode? I, I think, think I think personally she's she's devising a plan to like for have her and her daughter to get out and get away. Yes, I think 105% that she cares more about her grandchild. Uh, her grandchild is the, is, 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 is the precious cargo, not the Franklin 73 point some odd million dollars. Right. They have different, you know, if, if, if Franklin can make it out with the money, fine. But she seems to have more of a level head about the game. Like, no, this is the CIA. She said that earlier on in the episode. Right. She's like... No, like she's thinking more logically than Franklin is. So it's, uh, I think she cares more about her, her grandchild, her daughter and her grandchild than she does about Franklin. So she'll, she, she'll, she'll, she'll take the last two parachutes and leave Franklin to figure it out if she can. Right. No, good, good point. And that, that's what I said earlier. Like this, this right now could be Franklin's Phil Jackson. You know what I mean? Like this is Franklin's Phil Jackson in this moment, but he's not. He's he, like he, you know, he ain't passing that ball. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I guess enough with the basketball references, but uh, we you know we'll wrap it up here, man. But um, yeah, I, I guess I can't wait for for um, you know. I guess we'll we'll have to wait until later this week for the um, for episode number six, man. But it's it's gonna be interesting. Right now, it's. Like I said, it's quite intriguing where it's going right now. Somebody like the the stone has been cast, so we got to see what happens. We have to see what happens. I'm in. Thank you for checking out Snowcapping, the Snowfall epilogues, and within that, the latest episode of the Av Podcast. So this will be out again next week. Um, so we're gonna let March Madness do its thing. Um, we'll discuss 
episode six after that. All right, so check that out. And also coming up soon as well is an episode, a special episode that I recorded with hip hop radio and DJ legend, Special K from Awesome 2. Um, that's going to be out Easter week. All right, so make sure you stay tuned for that one. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the Av Podcast wherever you listen to it, be it on my site or on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Alexa, just for starters. And hit those five stars for me. Otherwise, you're just hating it. That's that's not how you roll, right? Nah, that, that, that ain't you. That ain't you. That ain't you. All right, so click on them all, and, and let's keep this going. All right? And as for my site, once again, that is SouthShareAv.com. And you could dive in for the catalog. Once again, that is SouthShareAv.com. And one more thing before we go. Um, tomorrow, I'm going to be releasing an old episode from, from the catalog, actually. Um, it won't be every week that I'm going to be doing this, but I will do them at least once a month, maybe at max twice a month. But it's only going to be released on the major platforms. I'll also feature it on the website as well. The theme of it, I'm calling it Memory Lane. All right, so it, it won't always be a full episode. Sometimes you're going to include short clips from specific episodes, special episodes as well. And in the spirit of March Madness, I'm going to release a classic one from 2019. Hopefully, it'll give everybody some jokes. All right, some good jokes. And with that said, my name is Kyle C. And you just finished listening to Snowcapping, the Snowfall Epilogues, a special series of our podcast right here on Sasha Rav Radio. All right, until tomorrow, much love to you. <laughs>